I'm your host, Ryan Spagnoli. As always, Alex Barth. Barth, take two. Let's do it again. Let's try again. Yep. Yeah, I just blame blame the McDonald's Wi-Fi for that one. If, if you missed yeah, you it, can, I had to try can, to do the show from my car. There was bad traffic, and uh, it was a mess. You can blame me. You can blame me. Um, we kind of had to do some jumbling around for scheduling purposes. Barth was was a uh, was a trooper. Certainly, um, you know, pulled some strings, did a lot to to make that work, and unfortunately, it didn't. But we're here. We're here on a victory Tuesday, the first of the year. Couldn't miss a show. Yep. Couldn't push it back. Um, however, uh, let's get right into it. I thought it was a, a pretty good game from the Patriots. I thought um, from start to finish, right, there's still some things to clean up. Um, I thought, again, they had a good start opening drive. That They resulted in three, right? They scored in their first drive, field goal. Yep. Right? So I, I yep. thought another yep. good opening drive. Obviously, that's typically scripted, right? So that that's good preparation yep. on their part. Um, defense made some big timely plays. Um, but overall your thoughts before we can kind of get into the nitty gritty of it. Yeah, I think big picture. I mean, they did what they needed to do to win. It's a good, and this kind of echoes what some guys said after the game. I think it's a, it's a good starting point, right? It's certainly, you hope that's not the finished product. If that's the finished product, you're going to be in trouble. But I thought, you know, you saw significant improvement from the offensive line. That was kind of my biggest takeaway. Nelson Aguilar seems to, you know, have found a little bit of a rhythm here with Mac Jones, which is exciting. Still, you know, waiting for Mac Jones to look a little more comfortable. I said last week after after the Dolphins game, people were complaining about Mac Jones' performance, and and I it said if Mac Jones was their biggest issue, if his performance was their biggest issue in that game, we'd feel pretty good about where they were at. Well, here we are a week later, and that's the case. I think at least offensively, Mac Jones' performance was their biggest issue. But it seems fixable. I just think he's still sped up. Now, the offensive line played much better, but he's still throwing off his back foot, which is leading to some of the arm strength issues. I'm he's wondering, still, too, how much is the back involved, right? Because it did seem that could be really some of it, too. Yeah. Into his throws, right? The arm strength. Well, that's again, that's, that he that's has... thrown off the back foot. Um, right. I think his, his reads are sped up, too, as well. You remember the one on the third down where he just kind of forces the ball to Johnny Smith, heavily covered in the flat when he, or, or, uh, off the line when he had Jacoby Myers open in the flat. That's a play where last year he makes that read. I think he's just not sure of how much time he has. I think it'll do him good to go back. I assume he's already done it at this point. Go back, watch the game film, see how the offensive line held up and kind of know, hey, all right, I've got that time back again that I had last year. You know, there's still some things to work out. I thought some of the defensive coaching was actually interesting in this game. There were some decisions that didn't make a ton of sense to me. Still waiting for Devontae Parker to fight for a 50-50 ball. We're two weeks in, still haven't seen that. But uh, a good step, I would say, in week one. Yeah, and I thought even that pick, right? I mean, Max throwing two picks. Both of them are targeting Parker. Yeah, on four attempts you to know, Parker. Not a great ball, right? That ball's, that ball's probably got to be a little probably bit more Probably he shouldn't have thrown him. that, but Parker no, can do more. No, but Parker's got to feel that safety, especially Minka Fitzpatrick. you got to know where he is at all times on the field, right? So, um I wouldn't entirely put that on him, but he's been a he's been a big, you know, I don't want to say disappointment. It's only been two games, but you, you thought you'd see a little bit more, especially in that aspect of his game. That 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 is his game. That's his bread and butter. That's something that has made him effective in the league throughout his career, right? So um you're right. I think Jones Mac Mac's a competitor. He's a competitive kid. I think he's an honest kid. He knows what good football looks like from where he's came from, Alabama, a good high school program, right? Been around a lot of good players. I bet when he went back and watched that game film, he's going to realize, you know, I left some plays on the field. I, I, I missed this read. I got to get rid of this ball then. Right. So 
I'm not worried about him, right? And I think the back injury right. too, as much as you say he's fully healthy, he's good to go, that lingers, man. That's going to carry with you. I'm not saying the entire year, but there's no way he wasn't feeling that uh, on Sunday. So that that obviously has to hinder. And I'm not making excuses for him, but I think the biggest thing was they improved from week one. They were battle-tested. They were able to close out that game uh, and get some timely stops again from their defense. I think what's lost in the first two weeks – you know, with how bad and inconsistent they played on offense is really how good this defense has played. They haven't gotten a ton of pressure, maybe not as much as you'd like, but the secondary, which I thought was probably their biggest question mark on that side of the ball has really rose to the occasion has played some good football the first two weeks. Yeah, they really have. And, and I I don't want to give, all right. I don't want to say give give him no credit because of Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky does suck. (laughs) <laughs> the Steelers have some good pieces around him. I like right. Najee Harris. Tough covers, man. I, you know, some tough covers. Um, I, I like Deontay Johnson. I think Chase Claypool might be, you know, league-wide a little overrated, but he's still a very good player. Uh, Fryermuth obviously is a stud. So give him some credit for that. Honestly, my biggest takeaway from the defense this week, and we can get into what they did against Pittsburgh. Certainly that's the point of this show. But my biggest takeaway from the defense this week is look at what Miami did against Baltimore, right? Right and how the Patriots contained them last week. And maybe we put it a little too much in the, Hey, Tua can't throw a basket. Cause he threw better. Uh, I, I, that might not have been the case. They may have been better than we realized, but yeah, the defense, uh, I thought the secondary showed up well, despite maybe not getting a ton of help from the coaching staff. I have no clue why miles Bryant was the matchup on chase Claypool, especially after bill Belichick compared chase Claypool to Rob Gronkowski earlier in the week. Uh, Jalen Mills on Deontay Johnson was another interesting matchup choice when Jonathan Jones had been playing on the boundary. I thought it was for, you know, a spot exactly like that, but they showed up, they made plays, even Bryant in, in what was the top matchup made some plays. Right. And I, speaking on that too, like when are, and I, 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 you'd probably know better than me if maybe it's in front of you. I'm interested to see how many defensive snaps miles Bryant played because I think we're I, we're done with this experiment. I mean, it's no disrespect to the player, right? I, I think it's a good story. Undrafted guys certainly plays uh, hard. Miles Bryant played eighty-three uh, percent of the snaps. He was their second most used corner behind Jalen Mills, who played eighty-six. Like, that's too much. And as a punt returner, like you drafted Marcus Jones. This was our point earlier coming out of training camp. You drafted Marcus Jones, a top one hundred pick. You see his college tape. It's electric punt returning right every i tweeted that out today you want to fix their special teams and you know this punt coverage and all this get him out of there like he can't do it i I think it's there's a guy on the roster that's probably the best one to do it i don't know if he doesn't have the trust to do it i don't know if he's not performing in practice that stuff we don't know but it's time to, to switch this up you took this guy in the third round um and he's yet to play healthy scratch on sunday like what are we doing here yeah, they clearly trust Bryant. I think Bryant's and and I like Miles Bryant. I think that there is value in having him on the roster. I don't know that you know an eighty three percent usage rate guarding Chase Claypool is that usage, or, or is 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 the role. But yeah, I, he's they like him because he's a good. It's kind of like the reason they like Jelani Tavaya. He's a technically sound, uh, high IQ, uh, a safe player, a guy who's just going to execute always a his step, assignment. That's right? always a step behind. That's always a step behind. Well, that's kind of, that's the thing. They would rather the guy that's always a step behind than maybe tries too hard to get the, to get the step ahead and get beat, right? Like Chase Winovich, for example, I would say is the other extreme of this. 
Yeah. And they generally prefer that more conservative approach. Again, I do think I, I don't want to compare Miles Bryant to Jelani Tavai. I'm kind of regretting that. Uh, I, I again, I think there is a role for Miles Bryant on this team. It's just not covering burners and it's not covering you know the massive you know big receivers. It's covering the more technical slot guys. Like they if they were to play just because I was watching them the other night, like uh, Sky Moore from the Chiefs, right? A guy like that. Say, guy. If you said Isaiah McKenzie, I'd be like, please don't. No, no, <laughs> Isaiah McKenzie's a speed guy. That's why you drafted Marcus Jones. But Marcus Jones is a younger player. Uh, he hasn't seen as much football. Some of those craftier receivers, maybe the more veteran slot receivers. Uh, I honestly like a Jacoby Myers. If the Patriots were to face Jacoby Myers, I would say Miles Bryant is probably a better matchup for him than Marcus Jones at this point. Marcus Jones in two or three years, will probably be a better player than Miles Bryant. You'd hope. I would think that that's the goal. That's why they took him in the third round. I do think there's a role for Miles Bryant. I just think that they're giving him a little too much. And yes, I do want to see Marcus Jones more, both on defense to help contain the speed. And look, the Steelers don't have a ton of fast receivers. I wasn't against them scratching him for Sean Wade last week. Again, the usage bugged me, but I got that one. Next week against Baltimore, Marcus Jones needs to be on the field. They need as much, and we'll get into that, you know, in the second show of the week. They need as much speed on the field next week against Lamar Jackson. Uh, but yeah, I want to see Marcus Jones more on defense. I want to see more on special teams. Even beyond that, though, if they're not comfortable with Marcus Jones returning kicks, and I know he was kind of up and down over the summer. Jabril Peppers is still here, who was a borderline all-pro punt returner before he hurt his knee. Uh, I, I know they said they're trying to ease him in, but I was very surprised Mark, uh, uh, Miles Bryant was back after that first punt. I thought we were going to see Jabril it's, Peppers. It's a, they don't it's have a tough to job. give. I just say they don't have to give Marcus Jones a shot right away. I think maybe they're a little trigger shy because of what happened with Cyrus Jones, but it's got to be somebody else. I would say Jabril Peppers, but it's got to be somebody else. Yeah, it's just the experiment's over. And like I said, it, it, it's a tough job. It's probably obviously the toughest job. Right? I mean, I guess you can sit back there and wave a fair catch every time, but that's not really going to help you. Um, but speaking on Brian, and I don't want to get too much into the Ravens. We'll save that for Thursday when we're back on regular schedule, by the way. Um, I, I can't share the comment, but WH had said, Miles Bryant would low-key be a good spy on Lamar Jackson. What Kind of looking ahead, is that you think that could be a role for him this week? It's kind of interesting. They've used a variety of different guys facing dual-threat quarterbacks, but I think Lamar is so unique and different from a lot of those guys because he can truly like take over the game with his legs. So you, you can't really – you can't have the, the spy of like a Van Noy or a Jamie Collins that you had before – you kind of need a smaller, faster, kind of a physical slot corner to spy. Yeah, that not smaller. Do you remember who the spy was when they shut him down in 2020? Was it Uche? He had a big Chase Winovich. Was it Winovich? They took really? Chase Winovich off the edge and put him at the mic. And that, that was the best game Chase Winovich ever played with the Patriots. And, and it's going to be hard for him to top that game down the road, right? So to me, if, if we want to go down the road, and we'll get into this more, you know, later in the week, it's – it's uh excuse me it's it's uh mac wilson yeah beginning into discussion it's mac yeah. wilson this is why mac wilson's here mac wilson's here to shut down lamar jackson and those scrambling quarterbacks there's a reason he played a lot more this week than he did last week so um you know could miles bryant could marcus jones be a spy on lamar i think that there's elements where they're gonna have to help they get in the a run lot game Duvernay maybe in zone and stuff Bateman. right yeah and those guys they're not i mean I don't think Lamar gets enough credit for how physical of a runner he is. And that's probably oh, yeah. the, the irony is that's probably ultimately going to be what cuts his career short. You know, you look at what happened with Cam Newton, but you need, you know, Miles Bryant has struggled as a tackler. 
one of the biggest knocks on Marcus Jones coming out was his tackling, was just getting to a ball carry in open space and getting him to the field. That's the last guy you want one-on-one when Lamar, uh, oh, Lamar yeah. Jackson has his hands has his hand on the football in the open field, right? So give me a linebacker. Again, I, I think it's I, I think it's Mac Wilson, but those guys will play a role. Uh, I think again, Marcus Jones, you still gotta have the speed on the field. You gotta have guys who can hem him in, force him to cut back, etc. I, I think Marcus Jones should play a, a good amount next week. You'd hope so. And like you said, they're they're playing the younger guys. It's definitely more than we'd seen in the past, which is good to see. But that's a guy maybe it's something we don't want to mess with because like I said earlier, that secondary's been really good. It better than I thought, right? And I think uh, you know, Jalen Mills had a had a pick obviously off that great play from Mac Wilson. That obviously I think a lot of it starts up front with how athletic they are, more athletic they are up front. And it's funny they bring back Jamie Collins say on a free agent visit. I was curious. I'm all over the place right now, but they typically, when they bring those guys in, especially guys that have been linked to them before they sign them. So I'm curious if that comes through the pipe tomorrow, Jamie Collins is back and what that means for that, that core front seven, kind of what they're building there. I'm curious. Did he, was he signed this year? Did he get cut? No, he, his contract expired last year he's been a free agent since he visited with the rate uh the not the ravens the raiders mcdaniels he visited with the raiders earlier this week or last week within the last seven days right so there's there's some movement there he's a guy like i i I don't know how much he has left he his athleticism is what makes him a great player and you can kind of tell what is he i think 30 31 32 you can kind of see that age starting to show played a lot of football Right. He's a guy I wonder if they take advantage of these new practice squad rules. Be a valuable guy to have in the locker room, valuable guy to have in the film room. You stash him on the practice squad. If you need him for a game down the road, you have him, you activate him. I'm not opposed to getting him in the building, but I mean, who's he playing over? We can go through. I have the linebacker usage right here from last week. Uh, Matthew Judon, 81%. That number honestly should probably be higher. Mac Wilson was their second most used linebacker at 64%. He played more than Juwan Bentley, who might have been dealing with an injury at 60%. Still not playing playing Collins over any of those guys. Josh Uche, 34%. You can call that one a wash. I guess you could give him Uche's role, but what's the point? Uh, Jelani Tavaya played 24%, but the role, I, I know people say, yeah, Collins over Jelani Tavaya. He's not, it's a different role. You're not going to have Jamie Collins do what they're having Jelani Tavaya do. You're not going to have him run downhill uh, and stop the run. You're just not going to do it. Uh, Raekwon right. McMillan only played 20%. He was hurt. Uh, that number is going to increase. So that's another guy you need snaps for. Anthony Jennings at 17%. Maybe that's the guy, but who are you cutting to open up that roster spot for 17% of the defensive snaps without really a special teams role? I just, unless somebody's hurt that we don't know of, uh, I, I don't see it with Collins again would make a ton of sense on the practice squad. Basically what they're doing with Marcus Cannon, but on defense, I don't, I, at least right now, I don't see where his role is on the, on the 53 man roster. Right. Uh, Alex, while we take a little quick break, I want to tell you about our sponsor. Uh, These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be a hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your for your team faster and for free. Everybody knows I work on the side. Alex, I'm sure you do too. LinkedIn is the place to find your job. Post it. They're posting thousands of jobs a day. 
for the ability to, to join. It's a great networking tool. Everybody knows it's nothing without social media nowadays. So it's super easy. You add your job and the purpose hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires first leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash beat. That's linkedin.com slash beat to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Alex, let's jump into the offensive line. We, we noted it earlier, uh, much better this week. I thought Cole Strange can look at PFF. I, I, I enjoy it. I think those guys work hard. I, I take a lot of stock in those grades. Sometimes they can be fluctuated. Um, you know, I think okay game. I think the people are so hemmed in on a couple of those clips versus Cam Hayward where he was kind of getting some help and, you know, whatever. But for a rookie, after f- game one where he was kind of in and out, they subbed him in with Ference and I think it was a matchup perspective, much better for him. I think that's a guy that's starting to catch on. Remember, this is a guy who hasn't really played a lot of, you know, Chattanooga. All credit to that program for producing a talent like that. And I think it's a, it's a good D1. You're not going against elite pass rushers and, and you know, nose and D tackles like you are on a weekly basis. So that's a guy that's going to take a bit. And I think it was a big step in the right direction for a guy like Strange and in the offensive line as a whole. Yeah, I'll credit him for what he did against Hayward. And just to your last point there, I mean, when they played Kentucky, he had one of his best games of, of his career in college. Kentucky had some good interior defensive linemen. Shout out uh, Marquand McCall, one of the draft crushes of this program back in the spring. Yeah, yeah, you have to like what the offensive line did. It felt more cohesive. I mean, you look at some of those plays Strange made that were floating around Twitter, right, where he's moving and kind of pick the one really great one where he picks up the stunt off Trent Brown coming back to the inside guys, he, he was doing that. David Andrews was doing that. Michael and when was doing that. I mean, that was, we talked about this last week, right? The offensive line didn't feel connected. It didn't feel they were in sync. It felt like five individuals, not one unit felt a lot more like a unit uh, on Sunday. Isaiah Wynn was really the only guy who stood out to me in any sort of negative way. He, he had a bad penalty. He had, he got blown up on when they tried that. And it wasn't a great play design, but you know, they tried that quick screen to Janu and DeMarvin Leal got right in off the edge there and nearly picked the pass off. I don't know if that was, it, it looked like Wynn's first step was back, which would be a very odd design on that play. So, you know, either he got blown back off the ball or he didn't know what the play call was, or maybe it was just a bad play call. But uh, Wynn was the only guy that kind of stood out to me in any sort of negative. I thought Strange was good. Uh, I, I thought the guards were excellent. Trent Brown probably got away with leaving early on a couple of snaps, but hey, yeah, I noticed flag, that so. even even on the TV copy, you could see. Yeah, it was like, ooh, but you know what? We're at the we're at the point where, especially after the way it went week one, blinders on. You know, yeah, they'll get that cleaned up this week. It's something to watch. It's 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 something to watch. The tackles could have been better, but uh, and you know that's kind of what it was in the summer, where you know when we talked about all well, the offensive line struggling, or sorry, it's the opposite of what it was in the summer. We'd say. The offensive line struggling. You know, Trent Brown looks good. And, and remember, Yadni Kajus did his run. It was the interior that was a mess. This was kind of flipped. I think they can get it cleaned up a tackle. I, I think Trent Brown can get it cleaned up especially. So uh, a positive step. Certainly a positive step. And that's, you know, I know they didn't have TJ Watt, but they've still got a good defensive front, mostly on the interior. We talked a ton about Hayward. Tyson Alawalo, I think, is an underrated player. But I'll, I'll I'll give the offensive line credit for that one. They, 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 they faced a tough opponent and they handled them. 
And I think that's encouraging to see. You mentioned it a little bit with trying to hit Janu uh, on a screen there. Is this going to – the tight ends is the big – not just Janu because, you know, obviously his issues date back to last year and his lack of consistency and involvement in the offense. Um, but two games so far, seven targets, three catches for 33 yards, was held catchless um, this past weekend. Hunter Henry, too. You know, I know they haven't been down in the red zone as much as we'd like to see. He seems like a non-factor. I know that's typically where you see him, uh, his game comes out and where he can really be a strength to that offense. But not only are they not impacting the receiving game, and I don't know how much of it is, you know, kind of the new scheme and what they're running and spreading it out a little bit more, but they're running two tight end sets a lot more than they did last year. Uh, and those two have not been... I guess living up to the potential of of what we had hoped for. Certainly not John, who this dates back to last year. But Henry's kind of he's he's slowing. He's slowly started. Looks kind of lost out there. Lack of you know chemistry with Mac. Yeah, I, I think with John, you know, some of that. I, I don't know that that was a, a major tight end game. Just the way things played out. I'm not too worried about John. I know he Mac was over three targeting him, but they were good looks. You know, I go back to the one. I want to say it was early in the second half, maybe late in the first I don't even, half. And I don't want to cut you off because I want you to talk about this. I don't yeah. compare him to the player at all. But I think the biggest thing with with Nikhil Harry and his issues were they never really put him in a position to succeed in terms of his strength. Like Johnny Smith, yeah. you watch his highlight tape. That's a guy, get him the ball in space, you know, free him up and let him make plays with the ball in his hands. They've yet to do that through the first, what's this, 20 games of his contract here. It's like contested catches and he's running through the scene. It's just, it, it doesn't work. Like that's where I compare it to Nikhil where it's like, they never really putting him in situations to, to really blossom in this offense. Yeah. I think that's a fair parallel. You know, when it comes to John, though, again, I'm not super worried. I thought he got good looks. It just wasn't there. There's one play I go back to, like I was saying, I don't remember exactly somewhere in the middle of the game where, I don't know if he, it was a wheel or a slot fade or something, but he's kind of fading up the sideline there. Had the defender on his back. Didn't necessarily have him beat, but had him on his back. And Mac lofted a ball up. And he, he overthrew him a little bit, but, you know, it was it was a good throw. It was a good look. Either John is going to catch that or it's going to be incomplete. It's not really somewhere the defender can make a play on it. If John who does make the catch, he's going to run for yards after the catch. So, like, I, I, I don't read a ton into his issues in that game. I think it's just... Sometimes it's not your day. I thought he looked good as an individual. It just his role in the context of the offense wasn't there. Johnu. When it comes to I'm a little more worried because that's more, I think, what you're talking about. Last year they were running Hunter Henry up the seam. I mean, that was pretty much his whole game. They were running him up the seam, either out of the slot or in line. Now all of a sudden they've got him running these crossers. They're lining him up out wide. Like his role looks like his com- it's completely changed. And I don't like he's not a guy. He's not like a out wide tight end to me. It's no, just he's not, not a Travis you know, Kelsey versatile guy. Line him up. Right, all that's over. not no his skill set. He's got to be going up the seam, you know, intermediate routes again, running him underneath too. That's just, it's not his game. They're asking him to do a lot of what he doesn't do. So I I'm honestly a little more worried about Henry just because again, the usage uh, is different than last year. And obviously he was, he was great last year. It doesn't look like they're asking him to do the same things. And that's, you know, it's still early. But that's a little bit of a head scratcher to me, right? No, I, I just something I noticed just over the first two games because 
Although John, who had the problems last year, right, really getting involved, like Hunter Henry right. took off from the start, was Max go to guy down there, and it, you know, they're running like they're they're throwing to Damian Harris in the flat on like the ten yard line, like, and that's no disrespect to him, but you got Hunter Henry, you got Devontae Parker down there, throw it to your horses, you know, those, those big guys that make plays, which we saw last year. It seems like they've got away from that. So. Want to take a quick minute to tell you about Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football odds, news, and game matchups, including this year's opening week's games. Bet Online is your continued source for all your wagering information, including live betting, free contests, and live scores. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50%, yes, that's right, 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Enough from the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Obviously, Thursday, like I I said. I would say one more on the offensive side. I mean, we should talk about Devontae Parker. And I know we did a little bit earlier in the show, but we did it in the context of Mac. He played, I have it right here. Give me one second. He played 76% of their snaps. He was their second most used wide receiver. That's after being a hundred percent guy last week. He kind of got benched in that game. We didn't see him a ton at the end. And again, the, the, I, I said it a ton on the show last week. I said it during the game. I said it on the post game show, Mac should not have been throwing the ball near Minka Fitzpatrick. That interception is certainly in big part on Mac, but for the second week in a row, there was a contested catch opportunity and Devonte Parker ran right through the ball. I mean, he doesn't even turn around to try to make the tackle. He he's running. He just looks back. That's it. There's no effort to fight to the ball and make the catch. The defenders are, are attacking the ball at the high point. I don't like the throw in Miami. I know people criticize Mac for that throw. Ah, you throw it at Xavier Howard. Like, no, you brought Devonte Parker in. He threw right? that spot. You, you, you brought Devonte Parker in. So that throw is a good throw in your offense. That throw should be a, a part of your offense. It's a part of most NFL offense. And then you look at what Nelson Aguilar, Nelson Aguilar, nobody's expecting Nelson Aguilar to be a contested catch guy, but that, I mean, that, that his touchdown catch that's going on the team. Sick. That was excellent. Was He's been great. He's been great. Let's give Nelson Aguilar credit too. Uh, you know, he talked over the summer about how he felt like he was more uh, in lockstep with Mac Jones and it's shown through two games. He's been excellent, but I, I, I'm worried that Parker's going to lose favor fast. We know how wide receivers can lose favor in this offense. It wasn't just a Tom Brady And thing. you got one guy coming That's, who uh, right, might take exactly. him a little bit, but I think when you're, when you're lacking that juice, that guy's that guy's there, and he's coming. Talking about Tyquan Thornton. Thornton. Absolutely. Devontae Parker's a guy they invested a lot in. Devontae Parker's a guy that I think adds an element to their offense that they maybe don't so have you see elsewhere. A lot, though, short. When, when they did trade for him, right, they traded that third-round pick. Yeah, but, but there's – there, the contract to him saying like they're, they're paying him a good amount. Cause you get um, next year control too. Right. Right. I think it's two years. And then, Could be. you know, you don't out outside of maybe little Jordan Humphrey, you don't necessarily have that element in your offense either. So that's a guy I think they really need to step up. And are they going to, you know, are they going to keep forcing it to him, which isn't great. Or are they going to pull him, which also isn't great because then you're really, you're, you're actually pretty small on offense. You don't have a ton of, you know, Jacoby Myers has been running like Mike Allstott, and I love it, but you don't really have that, you know, size mismatch guy, especially if Hunter Henry's going to fade. So they've got to get 
Parker, Kendrick Bourne involved Parker, too. I mean, this right. guy every time Parker, he, every time he's on the field, he makes a play, man. Like it's it's insane. They, and that goes right to him. He played what forty? He played like twenty six snaps or something. Bourne. He was like the fourth fourth Bourne, most used. Uh, Bourne was still fifth. Bourne was still fifth behind Humphrey, thirty eight percent to thirty five percent. But they got to They got to figure out a, a way to get uh, Devonte Parker going. That's the only way they're going to hit their apex as an offense. He's got to be involved. And he's got it. He's got to attack the ball more aggressively than he has through two weeks. Again, Mac Jones targeting him one for four, nine yards, two interceptions. It's not good enough. He's one catch through two games, huh? Yep, one catch on four wow. targets. And he like he doesn't need to be more. He doesn't need to be a volume guy. Like I, I'm no, not saying that no. they need to target him ten five, times a game. Five, five, six max is probably his. I would even say four to five, but they need to be big plays. He's your big right. play guy, and he hasn't looked like it to this point. Yeah, he's yeah. I know. I, I'm curious too. Like it's, I still they're not, they're not there yet, right? It's like there's still so many moving pieces as an offense. It's it's. I'm curious to see where they can go because the talent's always been there, especially on the outside. Their their receiving group's good. It's good yeah. on paper. They got guys that can do it, like we've talked about. Um, it's just putting it all together, right? Their margin for error is so small offensively, because it's it's super one dimensional right now. I, I think the run game got going a little bit. Ramondre Stevenson had a, a tough couple, you know, heavy, you know, big time runs that, you know, dragged on the play clock and, you know, some extra yardage picked up. And Damian Harris obviously did what he did. No concern there. I thought, like I said, up front, they had a much better day. But um, the defense, too, like I said, they started to get a little bit more pressure than maybe we had saw. I thought they were really week one. They got pressure too. it just made some big throws and. Uh, got the ball pretty quick. That that's his specialty, right? It's 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 it out of his hand, in his hands and out. Uh, they got some pressure to Trubisky. They'll have some trouble this week. I think we can break a lot of that down Thursday with the plan to to, uh, to defend Lamar and and how they're going to do it because I think it'll be really interesting. It always is versus those yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's what was it? They they asked uh, somebody asked Steve Belichick today, like was was planning for for Tua and Trubisky good prep and planning for Lamar because all three can run. And he starts saying like, you know, Lamar is a different, he, he caught himself and said, Oh, those guys are good too. You know, cause you know how yeah. the Patriots are, but I, uh, no, I, I thought they played well. Again, I, uh, we talked about this earlier in the show. I think the secondary really stood out to me. I will say up front, the, the, the big surprise. And I wrote about this on 98.5 sports.com. Dietrich wise played 90% of the snaps, 90% wow. of the snaps. The only other defensive linemen that played 90% of the their team snaps last week were Aaron Donald, Chandler Jones, Trey Hendrickson, and I am blanking on the fourth guy, but he is also a Hutchinson. Pro. Was he in there? He played a lot. No, he was like 86. Um, I can try to find it. It was another. So it was three all pros in Dietrich Wise. And this is a week <laughs> after he played 86%. 40. Oh, 86. I mean, and, and Dietrich Wise has been excellent. Like he's earning all this playing time, right? So I think it's going to be fascinating to watch him going forward. You know, does he play more against Lamar? He didn't, when they played Lamar in 2020, it was one of the games he played the least amount. Um, but that, that stood out to me really is just how good Dietrich Wise looks. And they have him playing the only other defensive lineman. A good summer. The only other defensive lineman they've used at this rate, the Patriots have in the last 10 years are Vince Wilfork, Chandler Jones, and Trey Flowers. That's the company. So, uh, that one, that one stands out to me a lot. I'm, I'm trying to find the, uh, the list Max here. Crosby? I'm almost at it. That's who it was. Yes, it was Max Crosby. Thank you. 
Thank you in the chat. I was going to say him too, but somebody in the chat have a shout out. That's another horse. He's a he's a monster. That guy's a yeah. Again, that's good. That's good company to be in if you're a defensive lineman. I mean, he's not going to put up the volume and and the sacks, but you know that that's some that's a good amount of snaps. Um, So yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it on the Pittsburgh game. Like I said, I think a big win for them. Something you you could tell that team was. It was like a monkey off their back, happy in the locker room. Everybody's happy after a win, but it seemed like, yeah. you know, there was there was a special juice around them that we hadn't seen. They looked really. Remember, we talked about it last week: the commitment level and kind of the doubting of of the process. Um, it seemed like they got a lot of weight off their shoulders last week. This is another big test, home opener. It's good to get back home, and then we get that October stretch where they can start to rattle some of these off and really start to build that identity. And get some momentum for that back half of the season. So um, that's pretty much it on the Pittsburgh game. Like I said, good win. Could be better. It should be better. I think it will be better. Uh, we will see you guys on Thursday. Like I said, that'll be more of an in-depth show on how to stop Lamar. I think it'd be interesting for us to go kind of back and forth. That's that's a real tough uh, guy to, to stop and, and how they'll do it. I'm sure they'll have a great game plan to do it. it it'll be interesting to see. So, um, Barth, I appreciate your flexibility today. Yeah, no, we we got it. <laughs> I mean, we weren't going to not do the show. So victory Tuesday, first one, if they lost, yeah. maybe I'd have been like, you know what? We'll talk tomorrow, but, um, a W tasted. Okay. I, I think they could, they can be a lot better, uh, but we'll take it. Uh, so we'll talk to you all on uh, Thursday. Talk soon.